Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Newsworthy. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Steady Steve, back for another edition. Oh boy, you sound enthused. Is How's it too it early for you? Yeah, you know me. It's it's it's, it's before noon. You're so us weird. Re- us retirees that have to work, you know, are, are kind of bummed about that. Oh so, yeah. Uh, I got I got to work all night, you know. And plus, there's nothing uh, nothing coming out. Just spoiler alerts. We'll save the time. Mm-hmm. Nothing's coming out to watch on uh, for releases. Huh? That's not true. Well, on your side there is. I mean, on my side there's probably not. We got a bunch of news to talk about, and they're exciting. We do have some that, news, which is which uh, is pretty neat. That's we're going back to the news thing. We're not doing the the Seagal uh, watch anymore. Uh, most people have a a sigh of relief. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll about. talk about a movie. I got a, I got a good one to talk about today. I've got something you're something you're going to want to see. I've got some I've got some interesting stuff to talk about as well. It's just probably something that is going to be very different than his. Um, <laughs> but either way, to start off, we have some VOD releases. Uh, the VOD or, releases. Give us something good, please. June twenty third. No, it's mostly on the remasters. Uh, uh, okay. Looks that kill. Uh, Miss Juneteenth. Desolation Center. A morality or bust? Selfie dad? <laughs> Mr. Jones? Daddy issues? I am vengeance retaliation. Now that one's got Vinnie Jones and Bad News Barrett in it. Two Heads Creek? I'm just going to stop. There's not a... <laughs> I've been saying it for a while that, that eventually... Yeah, we're out. Eventually, Hollywood is not going to have anything to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Movie fans. I, the thing, the good news though is that remasters have you on lock, and there's a bunch of different releases and sets even where you can go back and fill your time, which I'm currently doing with the Al Adamson set from Severn, which I'll get into. Um, pretty happy with that purchase. But either way, we got some remastered releases. Um, Good Give old, me something good. Good old Scream Factory has actually something good for you. They've got uh, the Road to want. Wellville uh, from Shout Select and a movie called The Spider, which looks like a kind of 50s, 60s era horror film from Scream Factory. I haven't seen it, but it does look interesting. So nothing crazy on that one. I'll get into the crazy. You're probably not going to be real happy about any of it, though. I'll tell you the truth. Oh, man. Um, Criterion, though. 
Uh, keep in mind, be saving up some money like I did for the Al Adamson collection. I'm, I'm going to talk about that later. I'm, the reason I keep bringing it up, is that there's a reason. Uh, but there is a Bruce Lee, His Greatest Hits collection coming out in July um, for uh, Bruce Lee. And that's a Criterion release. So that's going to be freaking awesome. So <laughs> save up money for that. It's going to be worth it. Um, and Criterion for this week, uh, the uh, June 23rd, has Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, which isn't as much a remaster, but one of their newer releases. Um, and it's an amazing movie. Um, I have seen it. It was one of last year's best. Uh, very great movie. Um, and then Tokyo Olympiad. Um, I don't know what that one is uh, necessarily, mm. but that's okay. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is worth watching. I don't think you would like it. There's some nudity in it. Um, but it is a cool romance movie. I, I did like it a lot. And then to finish it out, um, not on Tuesday, but on Friday, starts Severin's Halfway to Black Friday sale, um, just like um, good old Vinegar Syndrome does. Uh, Severin has a sale, and this this Severin sale looks to be knocking it out of the park. Um, nothing you're going to want to see, um, I would doubt, but a lot of remasters are coming out. Uh, Fulci, his birthday's um, coming up. And um, so they're doing a bunch of Fulci releases. They've got Demonia and Enigma and a Fulci documentary, three Fulci films. Um, the, well, the one's a documentary about Fulci. Um, so that one will probably have a box set or release accordingly. Um, Enigma's, to my knowledge, never been released on Blu-ray in the States. There is a, a foreign Blu-ray, so that's really cool to be able to get my hands on that. I've never been able to see it. Um, and I've heard it's awesome. And Demonia I want to see as well. It looks really cool. Um, then a Jess Franco movie's coming out. A movie called Frankie and His Pals, which looks kind of like the Monster Squad with a weird, like, like college-age comedy approach that's also shot on video. You just have to see the trailer. It, it looks glorious. Uh, <laughs> that's one of their InterVision titles. And then they're bringing back Blood on Satan's Claw, which was a release they did in the past um, that went out of print. And they said they weren't going to do another run. Thankfully, they are. I'm assuming without a slip. The movie's apparently amazing. I will be getting that one. I missed out on it last time, and then it skyrocketed in price. Um, then they've got different merch items and stuff like that for the sale. So just be on the lookout. That starts Friday. Um, and I'm sure there will be a lot of cool stuff. And a lot, and if you're not interested in any of those, their back catalog for the most part is going to be 50% off. So you'll be able to pick up some Severn titles uh, for pretty cheap, and Severn's pretty awesome. So check that out. I know I'll be, know I'll be on the sale. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I will have to invest in one of these new releases then. Which one's that? Just to say, I just to say, I bought one. A Severn I bought release? a film this year. No. No, one of these new Blu-ray DVD releases that we're fixing oh, to cover. Oh, man. There you just, go. Just, just, just to buy one. Dude, three of these don't even have ratings on uh, on IMDb yet. That's, I uh, it's, it. it's, They look terrible. So, uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to take your uh, take your segment. Well, that's okay. No, I, I'm just very excited about the, the Severn sale. Um, so. I'm more excited about the Bruce Lee one from, uh, I'll wait for a Black Friday to, for that sale and may pick up that Bruce Lee one when... Uh, and they go on half off. I don't have a lot. I don't think I have a single Bruce Lee film in my That one I'm catalog. probably going to pick up at full price, honestly. 
Uh, you know me, I'm cheap. Yeah, well, I want to support that one, uh, particularly. I love Bruce, Bruce Lee um, a lot, um, and I think that set's going to be worth it. I don't think it would be too awfully expensive. If it it's was not 30, all, 40 it's dollars, not all it's of his thing. films. I think it's like, um, but his greatest hits. I think it's, I want to say eight movies. Okay. Um, but I'm well, it's got to have, sure. you know, it's Enter got, the Dragon and, uh, okay. And it's I'll got them that. all remastered. And, and, I mean, the thing with those box sets, I mean, people think they're crazy expensive a lot of times. Like the Ingmar Bergman set's $200, for instance. But you get a lot of movie for that $200. There's like, oh, man, like 30, Maybe. 40 films. How that, often are you going to watch some of those, though? That's all the my, time. That's my if Ingmar Bergman's one of your favorite directors like me, it's 100% worth it. Um, I'd probably go through that, that, that Bruce Lee one once and then put it back on the shelf. I, you know, I, I don't, don't know, know why. I, I think you'd like a lot of those. So, you know, I, I mean, that's the way I see it. You know, but, I mean, I think the box sets are great value, you know, especially today when there's not a whole lot coming out. You're probably saving a lot of money on Blu-ray releases, so... I'm not, oh, I am. You know, whenever, whenever it comes, so whenever it comes down to it, we move into our tiny house. Uh, you know, as all retirees do, or my uh, little apartment. I'll probably give. I have to give all of these thousand films away, except for twenty that I watch all the time. I'll probably take like fifty of those. <laughs> You'll probably take more than that. So yeah, no, there's some that I'm interested in for sure. There's some I've looked at and go, ah oh, man, I don't have that. Let me guess. You want the the VHS copy of the Star Wars complete set of films? No. Or not Star Wars, I'm sorry, the Star Trek. No. Well, you know, I'm going to have to sell the Hobbit cartoons because they're worth money. No. You don't want them either? No. I wish those would get a remaster, actually. Because uh, I don't want to watch these VHS ones, and I do like to watch the show every once in a while. Either way. <laughs> Uh, we what do we have on DVD releases? Nothing. I, I said that. Oh, Nothing. Oh, okay. So you're not going to get uh, into it. How about, how about this one? How about, and, and this is probably, well, I doubt if that's the case, but not only is it seem, seemingly given away the ending of the film, but it's just a terrible film. And it says, Sniper Assassin's End. Now, are they talking about his death? Or are they going to be looking at Tom Berenger's butt the whole film? No. Right. Or is it just butt? To it's be probably fair, just to butt. To be fair, there's a lot of movies called The End. <laughs> no, this has got Tom Berenger in it. Oh, okay. So I thought you were saying it's not a sniper film. No, no. I was just saying a lot of them have end. That doesn't necessarily mean death, um, <laughs> although you can only assume uh, you can that, only that it's hope going that way. That, uh, but, that this ends the sniper series. But um, I've seen it a lot. Uh, but the original film's not too bad. But I don't understand really, frankly, how it got to the cult status that it is. It's okay film, but it, there's a lot better films I to don't watch. Know. And then after that, well, I guess there is. I, I think I think what what happens with some of those. There's Grindhouse, and then there was the TV movies. Sniper was has been on TV at 3 a.m. Almost every day since I was a kid, so I can only imagine it's been going on that long for more time. I would never watch it, even at 3 a.m. If I couldn't sleep, I'd rather watch reruns of anime on on freaking Adult Swim if I was up at 3 a.m. That's but, the reason why I have a thousand movies. I'll just put in something I don't have to watch. 
Well, now, now, yeah, absolutely. But when I was a kid, I didn't have this massive collection of weird exploitation and grindhouse films that I want to watch all the time. Um, and so now I could do that. But either way, like I said, it, it's weird, but I do think TV had a lot to do with that, that cult following. It's on just constantly because it's, it's cheap, I would assume. So they run all the time. Yeah, yeah. The original Sniper's not too bad, but then again, there have been so many spinoffs. I mean, Seagal's got Sniper Special Ops. I don't think it's not the same. in the Sniper world. No, no I, I think but there are several series. Sniper films that are in there. But the Tom Berenger films, which this is one of them, I can well, I can assume his pictures, the box art. It looks like it's got that Japanese wrestler Osaka in it. I, yeah, I guess I, I don't think so. I honestly think. That these movies are for that crowd of the guys who tried to join the military in high school but couldn't, and then just like <laughs> have have been fulfilling their fantasies through these various sniper spinoff series. I guess um, I, I, there's an audience for it somewhere, but uh, yeah, it's gonna why be. Don't a you, why don't you watch some good films? Uh, how about Impractical Jokers the movie? Now the to be the fair, highest one, rated film coming out this week. On on DVD release that has an audience. I couldn't care any less. I really don't care for these guys, honestly. I, don't I think they it. mean well. Um, I, I'm glad people enjoy it, but I couldn't uh-huh. care any freaking less. Yeah, yeah. How about Two Minutes of Fame? Looks like a black exploitation film. Uh, I don't want that what? one. Uh, yeah, Two Minutes of Fame. Uh, Bad <laughs> Therapy. It's rated a whole four. Uh, it's uh, you got Kill Mode, the, the, the lowest rated films on IMDb uh, at 2.9. Uh, you got a Shazam Lego movie, um, uh, got a film called St. Francis that's actually fairly rate, uh, rated fairly Where high. Where are you it, finding these releases? This is on the, the same place that I do, they've completely run out of films to, to talk about. No, we're, you're talking about the wrong week. <laughs> Wait, what week are we supposed to be on? Because we talked about the hunt last week. <laughs> oh, my lands. We missed a week. Did it's, we miss a week? Yes. Well, then I'll cover. This is the week of June 16th. Okay. Because okay. there is one on here that I kind of want to see, and I'll probably rent, <laughs> called the Etruscan Smile. I thought, how did we miss a week? <laughs> uh, but so either funny. way, the Etruscan Smile looks like a pretty good film. Now I wanted. To, I'll only mention it, it. It actually, it's a drama. Okay, it's it's a guy sick comes to the United States for health care and bonds with a family member. It's a pretty generic story, but it looks like right up my alley. Yeah, it that's says on be a here. For me. According to this is according to the DVD release date website. That's what's called DVD release dates. <laughs> Similar DVD releases to this film: Finding Nemo, Inside Out. Then the judge, you know that excellent film uh, with the. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at him, but I don't want to pull up his name. That's pretty good. Um, movie. I know what you're talking that's about. a good movie. Real Steel, another movie that's pretty good, and Into the Wild. Now that's a complete. You've got two kids cartoons, The Judge, which is a pretty dark drama, a really good one. Real Steel, which is an action film and, and a and a wilderness film As, called Into the Wild. Those are supposed to well, be they're like all, they're this all film. kids films. So, but keep in mind, keep in mind. Uh, as good as DVD not. release dates, <laughs> as good as DVD release dates is, uh, it's not really um, your source for recommended movies that are like this. Um, its algorithm is strictly based on age bracket. Yeah, um, I just I just thought it was funny that that was supposed to be it. So yeah, it is anyway. kind of funny though. All right. So here we go on uh, June 23rd, <laughs> and I'm still confused because it seems that we did we actually lose a week. 
Yes. Because I yes, thought we, we talked about the hunt. Oh, okay. All right. So well, this is, then this coming is out, for next Monday. <laughs> then coming out for the 23rd is uh, The Portrait of a Lady on Fire, a film that does look pretty good. That's uh, the uh, I talked about that on the, the remasters. That's uh, from Criterion. Um, it is great. Uh, yeah. I will say there's nudity in it, um, but it is an amazing movie and one of last year's best. Yeah. So you got that. You got Corpus Christi. Uh, inheritance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Uh, is, and uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the Legion, which looks like it may. I don't know who that is, uh, but it's terrible rating. So I'm not even going to waste your time. So and there's nothing, of course, coming out in theaters. Corpus Christi is apparently a TIFF movie. Uh, so one of the art house kind of movies. It looks interesting. A TIFF movie. I don't know what that uh, is. It's a film festival. Um, oh. The description is, Daniel experiences a spiritual transformation of detention center. Although his criminal record prevents him from applying to the seminary, he has no intention of giving up his dream and decides to minister a small-town parish. So this could actually be pretty good, I think. Um, and depending on the received an Oscar nomination for Best International Feature Film. Oh, wow. All right. I'll, uh, I will uh, be on that then. Um Maybe there is something to watch this week. I'm glad you you set me on the right week because, man, there was nothing to talk about last week. I mean, nothing at all. That's that was I a disappointing movie. Yeah. I do that because this week I haven't even made it to Walmart. I go every Tuesday. That's my holiday. And, you know how much I hate South Park. I would have sooner watched this South Park third season or 23rd season than anything on this other one other than maybe this uh, Etruscan smile. That, that doesn't uh, even sound good. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That sounds It heinous. does to me. I think I'll probably watch it. I, I feel sorry for you. Good luck next week. Yeah. So, oh, well. Wait, the Etruscan smile comes back out again. How does that happen? Oh, well. Who cares? So, uh, what do you got for news? Because we don't have anything coming out of the theaters. We've got a couple news stories. We'll get into them fairly quick. Don't have too awful much time. I wanted to um, bring a just awareness to this it's worth checking out i'm not going to get into it very much but it's one of those articles that you should probably that people out there should probably read um it's from screenrant.com hannah shaw williams wrote it it's called the five bloods true story how much of spike lee's vietnam movie was real um so after watching the movie this is a cool companion piece about some of the um story behind it um and some of the research i, I do know that Spike Lee did a lot of research for this movie. Um, he talked about that quite extensively, um, his process of trying to make this movie and how difficult it was for him. Um, but he's done quite a bit of research. Um, it's not 100% factual. Obviously, it's a film. Um, but it's pretty interesting, and he did do quite a bit of work. So check out that article. It's worth checking out. Um, and the movie's awesome. Um, by the way, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, likely that's on to get, my watch list Likely now. to get Academy attention. Uh, I think uh-huh. it's as good in a different way than Black Klansman. A uh, very different movie, though. There's almost no comedy. Think that... Uh, you remember that movie, Last Flag Flying? Mm-hmm. Think Last Flag Flying mixed with Triple Frontier. Okay. Um, so mix those two movies together and then add the uh, black uh, side of the Vietnam War and how mistreated oftentimes black soldiers uh, were at that time and especially when they came back from the war um, and you've got a pretty dark story but a powerful one uh, it, it's an awesome movie uh, and it's beautiful okay. to look at 
uh, check it out. Um, I wanted to bring attention to something else. There is uh, a Hellraiser rights uh, battle going on uh, with creator Clive Barker. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. It's one of those types of things where, uh, uh, frankly, I don't know if that's going to happen, if that makes any sense. You know, I have a yeah. hard time, you know, buying you know, these events. What, what do you think? How many times have you seen this this same story and then turned out different? Just like I could talk about The Evil Dead apparently has another sequel, not from Fede Alvarez, uh, but the guy who did The Hole in the Ground um, is supposed to make an Evil Dead movie. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but... Yeah. You know, that's the problem... It's horror. Um, so you've got a lot of people. Horror, I think, as a fan base, has probably the most dedicated fan base in films. So they eat up anything they can get um, as far as news about their favorite franchises. So people have good intentions, but they don't always work out um, sometimes with these movies. Um, but I will say some good news is that A24's Saint Maud is uh, coming uh, apparently bringing horror back to theaters. It's coming out on July 17th, and they're going for it. I've heard a lot about this. Um, I am very... I think this movie's going to be very dark and pretty hard for me to watch, um, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, because it is an A24 movie, and a religious horror movie at that, and it looks pretty dark. Um with those themes. It's a possession film. Those are pretty harsh for me to watch because I've been very open about my Christian faith. Um, so these could be, uh, this could be an offensive movie for me. Um, but sometimes, you know, those types of movies show you where you're offended at, show you where their lines are, and uh, they're supposed to creep you out. It is a horror film after all. So I do recommend that. It looks awesome uh, as far as a quality level. So I probably will go see it um, as long as theaters are actually open by the time that comes out. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, yeah. I've been looking forward to that one. The trailer, it looks interesting. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's probably a little bit of old news, but I'm sitting here looking uh, on the uh, same website you were on, Screen Rant. Matthew Varelli's reporting that uh, the theaters are, uh, Regal plans to open all cinemas by the 10th of July. Okay. Uh, so there's, you know, I, I'm not for certain how that's going to look. Um I would guess they'll have to space out our seating and things like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it'd be good to see some theaters open. Uh, I hope ours is still in existence uh, whenever that happens. No joke. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I don't really have a whole concerned lot of about ours. That, yeah. Honestly, um, I hate to say it, but I have a, I have a hard time with it. I, I hope so. Yeah, you know, I, I hope so. I would love to come back with it on, around July 10th and be able to see St. Ma. There's no excuse not to bring that horror film here other than than uh, potentially some Christian uh, backlash uh, for showing the film. Um, but um, <laughs> believe me, it happens. Uh, there, was a, there was actually people, I talked to them, that were trying to, that were going to boycott the hunt if they brought it down there. Um that's all right. People have a right. They have the I mean, right, uh, for sure. But if they watch that movie, then they would know it's really not offensive at all. <laughs> Especially well, towards it, the Republican it's community. The, it's offensive towards everyone. Everyone. That's what it is. 
I mean, as long as it's being fair, I won't gripe. And this that movie was. I didn't like, buy that. It, it, it's a good it movie. It pretty much, uh, you know, slams everyone it sees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty fair with it. Nobody's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would say it's so. actually harder on Dems than I would Republicans in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, I don't know that I agree with that, and I think that's probably because of maybe it's yeah the, the uh, you, you're going to remember the stuff because yeah. while I'm not offended by it, I and I wouldn't even to be fair, I don't think it was harder on anybody. But the stuff that I remember is the the Republicans sure. the, the you know getting bashed and uh, which they had it coming. Uh, so uh, you know. <laughs> Funny you know story. what it is. You got to have bad guys that have it coming, and there's quite a few in there that have it coming. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, in the end, I agree with you. So, how about how about some good news? Uh, again, according to Scream Rant, uh, Daniel Gillespie is reporting that Ewan McGregor will be the uh, be voicing the iconic character Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Now that's not surprising. What's really surprising is in Guillermo del Toro's upcoming adaptation of Pinocchio. What do you think of that? Uh, you get me interested. I don't really care what I, I think Guillermo del Toro could make just about anything. He could make. He could have made that. What was that movie you wanted to watch? That something smile or whatever. And I'd have probably watched it. <laughs> I, I could be as disinterested in the project as humanly possible, and he puts it out, and I watch it. Or even well, you pro- got, even produces the movie or presents. I'd probably watch it. Um, yeah, but, I, I know, think I'd be interested in seeing this movie. If in this case, if yeah, I'm interested because um, Guillermo del Toro is awesome. Ewan McGregor's awesome. And frankly, I like Pinocchio. I think it's a good story. Um, one that could probably do a pretty good modern day adaptation yeah. if someone was in it that wanted to try. Now, the problem is... There's been a lot of these situations where Disney's making one, which I'm sure you'll get to, and another person's making them, and it doesn't turn out well. Let's look at the Jungle Book, where they made that pretty decent live-action adaptation while Andy Serkis was working on that Mowgli movie, which, frankly, isn't any good. Yeah, um, yeah it's terrible. And, uh, you know, that's just... That hasn't traditionally worked out. Um, and there was also a, a movie called Wendy here recently that's a Peter Pan live-action adaptation from a studio kind of other than Disney. Uh, I, that one didn't look particularly good either. Um, so it is what it is, but yeah. I'm yeah, trepidatious with these types of things. But if it's Guillermo, I'm probably in. Yeah, it's going to look good at the very least. It'll, yeah, be wor- it'll be worth the chance to see it. I would rather see that than the upcoming Disney live adaptation. Uh, yeah, which, which is, I I have no interest in. After Artemis Fowl, I I'm very very trepidatious about just about anything. And I know that they did that on purpose. That movie's been in development hell, and they dumped it on Disney Plus just to get it out of the way. I guess to get it over with. I'm glad that thing didn't get pumped out in theaters because that that thing I haven't heard a single good thing about it. And it's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, so I guess the tides are changing. Netflix put out uh, a near 10 with The Five Bloods. All that has more to do with Spike Lee than Netflix. Um, But, you know, at least they put that out. And then Disney's now pumping out trash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, whenever you're the, the big dog on the park, you don't have to worry about quality. Just stuff's well, that, just going to get watched. That's it. Watch. You get lazy. Not only that, but yeah. 
the, the problem with these streaming services, I, I know this is going to go on long at this point, but I'm, I'm briefly touching on I do have an article about this problem with Netflix, and it's oversaturation problem. It's actually on our website, realbloodpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah, I read that. Check it's, it out. It's, uh, it's good read. And um, I try and put a marketing spin on films. I think that's an interesting point of view that I don't always read about. I am a marketing major, so that's kind of what I'm interested in. So combining you know, how to advertise and market a film combined with you know, the actual film itself is what I like to do. And um, that, it's just kind of fascinating to look at why streaming services are failing. And the problem with, with the streaming service, I do think eventually that bubble is going to burst and there's only going to be a few of them around. Um, so the strongest will survive, you know, because you could only have so many, right? You're seeing yeah. them. I think people are becoming literally more frustrated and you're actually seeing people go over to just TV again. You know, just they're sick of paying, like, oh, wait, I've got eight of these subscription services. Each of them yeah. have different movies. Half of them aren't worth watching. Yeah. Well, you got why, more why things did to I spend move, your money. Why did I move from TV to these streaming services now? Yeah. You know, and then they just go back. I mean, I, yeah. it is I can't it is. get I can't get Sherry to stop watching Supernatural, so... She's got about ten more seasons. Oh, you're to in go. deep trouble. That show yeah. goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's forever. a long show, and it's really so, only uh, good for the first six seasons. But yeah, yeah I, I wanted I wanted to find a copy of uh, the old television show uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, that's have you ever out. seen that? Yes, it's a great show. I couldn't find. Uh, it looked like forty, fifty dollars for the. Ooh, it's out of the, print so now. It's only three seasons. It was at Walmart for years. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. A, I always thought that was a pretty good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, it was cool. Um, and I'll keep really, looking for that. Uh, I had to look up the title of it the other day. It took me a while to figure out what it was, and mm-hmm. that's probably the reason I just didn't recognize it. Well, it is, and it is licensed by Cunningham, the Friday the 13th license. It just doesn't have much to do with Jason. It's a horror anthology um, yeah. series. It's a pretty good yeah. one. Check it out. Yeah. Sorry, I know we're... All over the place, yeah. but we like talking. I, yeah. I got one other one other news scene, unless you just want to talk about some films. No, go ahead. This is we'll, this we'll do isn't, quick reviews. Okay, this isn't a really long story. I just happened to see this is again on Screen Rant. As I was looking at that one, I saw a tile, and I thought that was interesting. Andrew Houseman, a couple of days ago, is reporting, and it's probably, I'm sure it's reported before, but I didn't know this, that uh, uh, the title of the story is How a Malfunctioning Shark Created a Classic Horror Film Technique. Uh, so in Jaws, you know how the film, that's one of the scariest movies, honestly, especially mm-hmm. at the time. People wouldn't even get in the water for a while after that in the ocean. Either way, I didn't know it, but you know how the, the film Jaws, they don't show the shark hardly at all? It's, it's not seen until the end. I mean, the whole shark. You see a fin, and you hear the music, the classic music. That's all you get. That's uh, They're reporting that that is because the mechanical shark that they used in it malfunctioned to the point where they couldn't use it huh. for most of the sets. So that was not the, intended, uh, not the intended thing. They had to come up with a different way to show the shark. So that's where, the, I guess, the music and the, and the fin came from. That's and kind of fascinating. And uh, so that whole... That whole iconic scene is repeated in other films like Open Water mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. The reef, where you don't see much of the shark. They're actually mimicking that. Um, and, and it works. Uh, open Water's got, got some scary stuff in it. I, don't I think love I've Open Water. I've seen the That's reef. A good movie. The um, reef's okay. So. Um, it, it's an interesting film. And, and you're right. And I think, you know, with as far as like limited exposure, 
you know, goes. It works in horror to a certain degree. Depends on the type of horror you're making, though. You know, some movies yeah. you you need more monster. I've seen it um, quite a bit actually with lower budgets. But yeah. um, you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. Well, sometimes it, we we've talked about that before. You know, older films, the shadows, light, sound, and that's what they used here. You know, John Williams. Uh, ominous score in that film uh, it just it lives on forever. Uh, you know, nobody can hear those those just tones without hearing without seeing the shark fin. It works great. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. I did not know that. So cool stuff. But yeah, that was pretty fascinating. All right. So uh, what do you got to talk about? Or do um, you want me to do mine first? Go ahead and do yours first. Okay, let me get there. Uh, it won't take me. But Sorry, a I'm currently so, uh, currently getting the pre-order for the Lucio Fulci shirt uh, from <laughs> okay. Rex. <Rex. laughs> All right, fair enough. So uh, I, I stumbled across a film uh, on it's, uh, it's currently on Amazon Prime under the title Slithis, and it took me a while to get it figured out. Uh, finally, had to get a computer. You know, your phones don't work real good sometimes for searching. At least mine don't. But uh, once I got it out, it's actually called Spawn of Slithis, a 1978 film directed by Stephen Traxler. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something to behold. Uh, it's B-cinema films. This looks like something that your boy, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, has either done or he needs to do. I'm sure he's done it. Uh, this is a... Honestly, it's kind of weird because it's really fairly poor quality for most of the, the, the suit's poor quality. But as I put in my, th- my review, everybody else is in on this film. The acting is really oddly doesn't fit with the how cheesy the creature is. You know what I mean? For 78, you would have thought they could have done better. But every, you, know, you usually see a lot of real cheesy acting and things like that. No, the main characters of this are actually fairly solid. Uh, and, it, and it works fairly well uh, as a film. It reminds me some of the Malpitas monster, only just a higher quality, especially the acting and the film quality itself. And it works fairly good. Now, whenever you finally get to see Slithis, it's something. And, uh, it, and not it's, something uh, good. Yeah, and uh, no, it's, it's not something good. And it's got one, one of those... Uh, I, I I don't know what he's doing. He's supposed to eat people. He's you know that's what he does. Uh, he kills them and eats them at least parts of them, which it's not overly gory. But in this one particular scene, he found the uh, female companion of one of his victims kind of hot. So I'm thinking that he's trying to rape her. I don't know. Either way, he slaps the top right off of her. She must have had a had a. Uh, uh, paper mache or whatever, crepe paper tops on because this thing doesn't have fingers. You know, it's the rubber hands and they just slaps the top right off over. Uh, you know, just one of the pointless 1970s era nude scenes yeah, that kind of gets under my skin. This, yeah. this movie started where, <laughs> yeah. where these yeah. films were the Wild West for nudity yeah. and whatever content they could pump into them. Because I've, yeah. I've heard arguments that films are becoming more depraved. No, they've, uh, they've actually... <laughs> They, for the most part, have really calmed down in comparison to these. Which is, which is funny because the '70s is my favorite era of cinema. But I will say that there are a lot of really trashy films from that era. 
Some of them are awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This one's probably there, uh, but um, I need to check it out. Um, yeah, it, it's on Amazon Prime. It's definitely worth your time. I think I'll you're going to like it. Whenever you get to the boat scene, you know you know that nude scene's coming, so you might want to skip it. Uh, you know, you don't need to see. You know what Slithis does? Slithis, you know, eats well, the guts I mean, out of things. I'll probably skip so. when it gets to the actual bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I might I might st- stick around for the, you know, humanoids from the deep style slapping slapping the top off. You know, because yeah, it, it's yeah, crazy it's, that creatures can do that. Because there, <laughs> almost all these creature movies have that in common, those yeah. tops. The, they just don't, they don't do much. And I watched a movie um, called The Dead Pit that uh, had a top similar but it didn't even take a creature it was a water hose <laughs> blew that thing right off <laughs> uh, 70s films yeah <laughs> well uh, poor old Steven Traxler didn't direct much and uh, he still hasn't after Slithers I can't even read what this thing is it's uh, Sam Churchill it's this, a Churchill movie uh, yeah, yeah I can't even read it on here and it looks terrible yeah. Slithers on the other hand is like it, 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 this would be a great film to actually watch is you know on a drive-in theater it's perfect for that yeah it's a good time it's funny at times funny not really funny bad but it, it's you know you can make fun of it anyway so i i recommend that so what do you got well my review is for the al adamson documentary uh the flesh and blood um documentary I will say, unfortunately, I can't recommend this documentary for you. Um, it, the documentary <laughs> itself includes scenes of nudity, as some of his movies included it. Um, but I will say that the documentary is fantastic. And um, it's very fascinating. It's a story about a guy who is very endearing. Al Adamson, I didn't know much about him. In fact, I didn't know... Uh, really about him until I started seeing people getting these this package you know in about the Al Adamson collection and I was like I didn't pick it up initially because I was like yeah it's a bit expensive for a director I didn't know anything about and then so when I started looking into it I'm like okay I've actually seen his movie Black Samurai or Black Terminator and I'm like this that movie's awesome I think I'm gonna like this guy you know because I love that era of cinema come to figure out Everything I saw in that documentary, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to love this, this set. I'm glad I bought it. And, um, but either way, basically Al Adamson was kind of a Roger Corman before Roger Corman existed. He got into the industry from his father, who was actually big into westerns at the time, back in the black and white era. So he really got to start in the 60s and 70s. Al Adamson was an actor first, um, figured out he wasn't real great at that, and then went to directing. And debatably wasn't real great at that either. But he made 32 films, uh, was incredibly um, huge. And I don't want to spoil everything about it, but the guy's impact on cinema for someone that you probably haven't even heard of has been huge. Um, And he was rich. I mean, he made a lot of money off of some of his movies um, because of the budget was so low. And I agree with this statement. One of the big statements throughout it was, you know, he, and it kind of put into perspective why I love B movies so much. Because he pretty much was talking about, in comparison, you know, today it's harder for, you know, some of these smaller guys on these really, really low budgets. You know, A24 is independent, but in comparison to this time, it's nothing. I'm talking like $10,000, just shoestring budget stuff. Um, you know, and this guy said, you know, and I agree with him, you know, I, I would 
you know, say, and put my money against any other director to make a movie, to put as much stuff in these movies um, for the budget as I did. And uh, he's right, honestly. Um, his movies were very good um, first time. And he did a lot of fascinating things, such as snatching up talent that was on its way out from relevancy. Um, really big-name stars that were way past their prime and pretty much out of Hollywood, but he'd pick them up anyway and treat them like the stars they were and put them in the movies for marquee value, you know, after they, you know, they wouldn't get paid as much um, and stuff like that. And he worked with some uh, cinematographers that actually went on to win Academy Awards. Um, some of them went on to work with Orson Welles. Like, I'm talking, like, his impact was huge on the movie industry. And he got brutally murdered. Um, it was like a real-life story. I don't really want to spoil how. Um, it is out there. It's actually a well-known story um, that I was unaware of. But it puts into perspective the set. I do recommend watching that first if you get the set because it kind of shows you why to appreciate his movies. They're not great. Um, in fact, a lot of them are pretty poor by technical standard. But the impact and the fun that everyone had working on set, very few people had anything negative to say about him other than he didn't pay much, if he did at all. Because, um, you know, that's the way those really low-budget sets were at the time. Um, so, fascinating documentary. I give it a high marks. Um, it's, it's worth watching, uh, for sure. Just be warned that there's a decent amount of nudity in the documentary. It is Severin, so... They're not really shying away from it. They were the ones that produced it. Um, so it's pretty cool. It is available on Prime. Uh, but like I said, uh, some content um, and some gore and stuff like that. So, But it's a fascinating documentary. I give it a uh, probably an 8 or a 9. I haven't read out my review yet, but it's up there. It's an awesome documentary. Again, it's the year of the documentary. Um, this is one of my favorites of the year. So that's my review. So, All right. you got anything else you want to add before we close this one off? No, just looking forward to uh, uh, Saturday's uh, Reasonably Real podcast, where we'll discuss uh, Becky, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, maybe uh, maybe other things. Yep. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. So, well, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.